in the spirit of the new year, we're going to kind of discuss the idea of a new year, new me. Every year, I always say, in the next year, I'm going to change something about my life. I'm going to transform. I always have this built-out plan that I'll be a whole new person. But oftentimes, I don't deliver. So what do you guys think about the concept of kind of just transforming the new year? Yeah, I so agree with that. I feel like I always write down a list of plans I'm going to do, whether it's my goals, things I want to accomplish. But sometimes just having a super long list that can be overwhelming, as well as obviously we get lazy, like two weeks into working out, it's easy to fall off. So this year, I'm just trying to come up with tangible goals that I can actually implement to my 2023. And I'll let you guys know how that ends up going. Um, I would say, well, for me personally, I hate making lists. I don't like listing out things specifically. It just stresses me out. So I don't end up looking at the list. But one thing that I'm doing for the new year that I've done since I was 16, I know it's pretty like trendy now, is to make a manifestation board. So every year I make a board. I have a centralized quote in the middle um, of what my overall goal is. And then I'll put up pictures or I'll Photoshop things. So let's say I want to be verified on Instagram. I'll Photoshop a verification symbol next to my name just so I can see it. Um, And honestly, it really helps. I would say a lot of things on there I wish I could have crossed off from my last dream board. But you know what? I feel like it's going to roll out into the next year anyway. So I think it's just a good way to see something every day. And I make it my... um, background for my phone and my computer so yeah yeah. i like how you make it your background too because it's nice that you can reference it every single time you're on your phone so i'm gonna copy samantha everyone is it your background right now no (laughs) (laughs) it's okay this year will be no it was my background last week but it just didn't fit the vibe so i changed it also, I don't know. In my one time I was in class and my background, my dream board was on there and it had like go to a ball and all these other cheesy things and everyone saw it. So I think I'm a little scarred, but <laughs> fair yeah. enough. I kind of agree. I like the idea of a vision board. I'm a planner, so I like having my consistent list of I like what I want to so do. You can check it off. Yeah, so you can kind of check it off. When you can actually do that thing and you can look back and check it off. I agree. What happens to you is nice. But I think vision boards, manifestation boards, whatever you want to call it, are pretty trendy right now. And I like that too. I think it, I just like the visualization aspect because I know manifestation, they tell you you have to kind of feel it. So visualizing it to me helps. And also my tip, at least what I do, is I have an album on my Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and it's just called My Future, or I should say Present Life. It's, again, what I've learned about manifestations. You have to pretend it's your current life as is. And within that board, I just save stuff. So I save pictures I think are interesting, events I want to go to. So I think that also helps just kind of reinforces the idea and hopefully incites some action just from seeing that pretty often. Yeah, I also think that there's so much pressure nowadays to have this huge transformation from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, especially with social media. It like amplifies everything. And I just want to say that, like, I feel like we can let a few of those things go. Like, you are always changing and evolving and you don't have to not be able to recognize yourself from the beginning of the year to mean that you have like a valid good year. So... Yeah, exactly. Because now I keep getting this TikTok trend 
where people are posting their own vision boards from 2022 and then how it actually occurred in 2022. I'm like, wow, good for them. Mine didn't really turn out that way, but. But I also wouldn't do that. I feel like just sharing that type of stuff so publicly, like I would never share my manifestation board. Me either. No, they didn't, they shared it after. I know, after. after. But even after, I'm too, I I hold things close to my chest. shows that you kind of need to celebrate the small wins like Mm -hmm. I think there's so many big goals people have or big things they want to accomplish and then they lose sight of what the work they put in to get there or that they're working towards those goals so in 2023 I want to celebrate the small accomplishments that will ultimately get you to the big goal and not be stressed that at the end of the year I'm not transformed like let's say my goal for the year at least this year is to work out five times a week and I don't know I worked out I work out like three times a week which Three is more than zero times a week. I'm not going to be mad that I haven't made the five times a week when I've already made consistent effort to get pretty far. So that's what I'm trying to put into perspective this year. I think actually it'll make me more fulfilled at the end of the year. I think I did. And I will see that I've done more than I think when I reflect. And I simply do not work out. So, I mean... I don't know. Maybe I'll. That was just a goal. I don't know. I didn't put, it's not my personal goal. It's just an example. Oh. (laughs) I mean, I should aim for three, I guess. But, yeah. Does anyone want to share any of the goals that they do have for the new year? Hmm. I guess mine can be then, if I want to start off, is to get up early. I'm just trying to be more productive and proactive during the day. Because there's 24 hours in a day, and I think I can just be make the most of them so get up earlier and just be more consistent with that and just get my day started and implement a morning routine of some sort because I think that also can kickstart a productive day or I don't know like I think we are doing something in the morning so just rolling out of bed and getting on your zoom call which is what I do every day during the week it makes me feel more productive and I feel more inspired to do more throughout the whole day so that's my goal I agree One of them. with that that's also one of my goals another one that i have is to do things like when they happen because i feel like even if it comes to sending an email or someone texts me i often procrastinate that so just making the effort to just send that text or send that email when it happens or if i have like something to schedule i'm just going to go ahead and do it instead of putting everything off Yeah, I would say one goal that I have specifically for the podcast, because I always feel like people look back on clips and they're like, wow, I achieved it. So I'll just say a few podcast goals. One of it is to honestly maintain like a really big partnership or sponsorship, something that will allow us to grow even beyond how far I guess we've taken it in the past nine months. I would just love like I would love to like be sponsored by SeatGeek or something. I don't know. Or just something. Or Squarespace. Hit me up. Like, we use you guys. So, I don't All know. Right. It'll just be great to have um, a good, solid partnership. And then I would say another one, honestly, go to a movie premiere. I feel like so many random people, some of my friends have been to movie premieres, just offhandedly, random, by chance. And I feel like in New York, that definitely could happen i don't know someone invite me please i beg but i don't know just small not that's not even small but just like random fun things i just want to experience and be around yeah so i guess we'll see if it happens by the end of 2023 since we said it now you know i'll just say it will and then i'll roll the roll the clip yeah i can't wait to edit a video with this and then you're there doing it speaking of partnerships today's partnership 
is with Little Words Project. Little Words Project is a woman-owned brand, an accessories brand that specializes in bracelets. Those are their most popular item that say words like be kind and encouraging messages that you can personalize yourself. The ethos of Little Words Project is to put your best kind of self out there and present that to the world at all times. And we really align with that. So thank you so much, Little Words Project, for sponsoring. And we have a link in our description that will get you 15% off your purchase. So I think 2022 was a crazy year. And I had so many thoughts on a lot of different events that happened, ranging from Adam Levine's cheating scandal to Elon Musk find Twitter. There was so much going on in pop culture. And as always, we're opinionated people. We're going to share our thoughts and highlight three major pop culture news and stories and give our opinions on them. So the first event that we wanted to talk about was um, what is called the slap heard around the world. So I feel like we all know this, but just to give you guys a recap, while presenting an award at the Oscar, Chris Rock made an insensitive joke about Jada Pinkett Smith. And he said that she should star in G.I. Jane 2 because she doesn't have any hair. But no one, well, Chris Rock didn't know that she is suffering from major hair loss due to alopecia. And because of that, her husband, the iconic actor, Will Smith, slapped Chris Rock in the face. So what are your guys' thoughts and opinions of that? Mm. I don't want to get canceled. Um, okay. I thought, well, first of all, I thought it was unfortunate that he slapped him. Not necessarily because obviously it sucks to get hit. Like, let's be real. But also because the stage was on, the Oscars is such a white event. Like, let's keep it real. And at the end of the day, it was more of what the slap represented it, represented that made me a little bit nervous because I knew I'd hear about it for the next two-ish weeks. And just, I don't know. Um, I felt like there was a lot of coded language with headlines about it and um, discussions and especially what I saw on social media. I just wasn't the biggest fan because so many people have done actually um, crazy things throughout the year or have been, I don't know, caught doing awful things like directors and they were at the Oscars every year first row in attendance so I feel like there's just um but obviously everyone's like oh I actually saw it so that's what made it traumatizing and I I don't know I kind of feel like the word traumatizing um I'm not going to say is overused by any means because I feel like everyone's entitled to their own experience but I don't I don't know I just feel like it perpetuated the idea of black violence and toxic male masculinity I don't know it just it was just unfortunate and then also I don't know I felt bad for Jada as well because I'm just saying like um I think we shared this in an earlier episode but um at school in our hair episode I covered how I was humiliated in front of the entire class in sixth grade the like worst time um about my hair and I just could not imagine that at the Oscars like I could not imagine that on camera um or even being called like being in G.I. Jane or ever joke I just think the writers and the people that coined that term or whatever should not have like I don't what was the reason I don't know I think overall I have so many different thoughts about this situation 
first, let's just start with the root of the issue was the joke. Like, I don't think the joke should have been made. It's very unfortunate. But, I mean, not, well, at the same time, it's not shocking because I think Chris Rock is going to take shots at a bunch of different people. That's just the nature of jokes and being in the public eye. But I think this situation didn't necessarily need to be incorporated into a joke. And I think it would be naive to think that he didn't know about her alopecia when weeks prior she kind of made a whole video about it on Red Table Talk, I'm pretty sure. But it was in the media, so it's and not as if al- yeah. alopecia wasn't the case. Like they, and he, everyone he reached to, out to her Yeah, afterwards. he had to have known about that, or the writers did. So I just think it just shows that the media and people making... Um, just people don't really protect black women when it comes to a lot of these different uh, outlets. Like, I think, obviously, right. you're a celebrity. Everyone gets their fair share of it. But I just don't think the same sort of uh, respect was given to a black woman's situation. Right. Next, I kind of also think Chris Rock, I mean, Will Smith, it was really unfortunate the way it was handled. Like, I think definitely something should have been done. Something should have been said. I And I know everyone's human. Everyone makes mistakes. It's just unfortunate that it was a missed opportunity to educate people about the importance of hair within the black community or and just in hair loss. Yeah, in hair loss. And just maybe not important, but the impact of it and how insensitive the comment was. Because now the insensitivity aspect to me was kind of lost behind Will Smith's action. And I just think that's sad. And I hope it really doesn't ruin his legacy as a person uh, or as an actor because he's still super talented. I mean, I feel like it has. I mean, yeah, I'm saying forever. Like, it oh, hasn't yeah, been a year. Yeah. It hasn't yeah. been a year, so he could definitely be, bounce mm. back in 2023. It's about to be a year, which is why. Yeah. Oh, it's already out. It's already out. Oh. Like, he could bounce back whenever. I just hope it doesn't ruin it for good, is what I was saying. Yeah. No, I agree with what both of you guys said. And I obviously don't condone violence. And he could have responded with words, which would have been a lot more powerful than hitting him in the face. Because now, unfortunately, that has tarnished his legacy. But um, I do think that the way that he's being punished to me is over the top in the sense that it didn't sit right with me that he was partying at the Oscars and carrying on like nothing had occurred, though. Like that didn't sit right with me. But I feel like is he is he banned for like 10 years? Or, I don't know. He's been for a number of years, and like Samantha had previously brought up all these other people who have done a lot more horrible things. That's very dramatic. That's all I have to say. See, I think if he's going to be banned, then other directors who have done egregious things should be banned. I mean, if he's going to be banned, he's going to be made an Mm -hmm. example of, they better follow suit and make sure that everyone who commits a crime, I guess, crime or does something crazy gets the same treatment. So I'm interested to see how the Oscars handles that. So another issue that I have with the way that they handled it was that they never addressed that the, the issue within the joke. It was just all on Will Smith, but they definitely should have addressed that that wasn't right what was said in the first place. Yeah. Put it in a speech. Like, if he had just got... He won the Oscar anyway. Like, if he had just waited and roasted even, like, said we had to say during the speech, it would have been honestly such a great move. But emotions, emotions, I guess, on his part. Yeah. Moving on to another major storyline, which actually had some recent updates in the last week, is Meg Thee Stallion and Tory Lane. So if you're unfamiliar with this situation, earlier this year... Uh, Megan Thee Stallion on her Instagram Live saying that she was shot by another famous singer-rapper, Tory Lanez, and that resulted in a foot injury. 
However, many people kind of shamed her for this or claimed that she was lying because initially in the police report, uh, she said that she stepped on glass. But we've come to find out that leaving a party, surprisingly at Kylie Jenner's house, interesting, um, Megan and Tori were in an argument of some sort. And when leaving the car, he shot her in the foot. And she kind of kept that private for a number of different reasons. But that resulted in a whole controversy about people believed her or not. But we have just found out that Tori has been found guilty. So clearly, Megan wasn't lying. So I think this honestly leads in a lot of different discussions. But what are your initial thoughts on this whole scenario? My first thought is the fact that people didn't believe her in the first place, which to me, obviously... There should have been no question behind what he did. If he did it, he did it. And I think it's really sad that people thought that she had made that up. Like, why would she need to make that up? She's already successful. She That would serve no purpose. And it's interesting in the way that a lot of, um, once again, um, white women are protected in the media versus black women. And that it was automatically assumed that she was lying. I mean... I was in the hair salon this morning and people were talking about it and when I was like getting my hair done. And it was just so interesting to hear kind of what like I go to obviously not obviously, but a black hair salon. So it's just all black women in there, you know, talking about their day, talking about life. And it was nice because it was kind of like a focus group of how people felt that I saw in real time. And a lot of people were saying, yeah, but this, the case is still kind of weird and blah, blah, blah. And my thing is, I feel like there's always so much nuance and speculation when it comes to um, events that happen primarily to black women. I find it so interesting. Like, even when something would happen at school, like, for example, or someone would say something bad, it's always like, what did you do? What did this? Da, 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 da. I feel like there's all this, like, gray area on a black and white situation and that kind of bothered me because I feel like that approach is just not the same with people that are considered more of a victim. And then another thing that people brought up is, wow, like, she's so tall. Like, how do you get shot and if you're right, so I tall? You can get shot if you're tall. Short, so. Like, what does that mean? If you can just, if you point a gun and it hits your foot, then it hits your foot. Like, I don't, oh, it's just so funny. I feel like there's just, like, if she was short, people would be like, how does she get shot? She's short. So, I don't know. I just find it really interesting. I feel like there's so many ways to kind of pick Megan um, apart in terms of her appearance and her demeanor. And it's almost like people are justifying why she doesn't fit um, the archetype of a victim. And I just find it interesting. But anyways, good for her. She got her justice. Um, yeah, we'll I agree. I think it's just interesting because everyone always says, believe the victim, believe the victim. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't believe the victim. And I think this is exactly what she was afraid of. Right. She said she lied because she thought no one would believe her. But um, I hope further justice is served and everyone, I mean, Drake and 21 Savage alluding to it, 50 Cent, anyone who supported Tory should be embarrassed because, yeah. I feel like they just don't believe jury at this point. But I think so, too. So I, think, so I well. think they still think, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It makes me nervous. I'm like, something better not happen to me if I'm in the public eye because <laughs> where's my sympathy? Something else has been going on all year. We've all seen Kanye's, um, or I guess gay now, 
Um, his we can year, say Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> no, he'll, he'll be mad. Year-long rants. Like, we've seen the rants on Twitter, and we've also seen the backlash that he's received. So what are your guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, I think from the start, like, his attacks on his family obviously got progressively worse. I'm not in the family. I'm moving on. I won't bat an eye, so say what you want to say. I'm unbothered. Okay. However, I think when it came down to the Paris Fashion Week and his show with the White Lives Matter, um, I think that kind of, like, was the catalyst to a lot of different things, uh, leading to, like, the anti-Semitic comments, et cetera. I just think it's pretty unfortunate that the White Lives Matter wasn't the end of it like he didn't seem to get canceled until he made the anti-semitic comments which are terrible terrible comments that should never be made but why was he even invited on DraftKings to begin with I mean what was it Drink Champs Drink Champs (laughs) I don't know I said DraftKings Drink Drink Champs champs to begin with when he already said white lives matter like that should have been enough like him parading up there with Candace I want him all for freedom of speech but why are we inviting him to act crazy when we already know he's gonna say outrageous things I'm gonna keep like I honestly agree with that simply because I just think since 2016 he's made his stance very clear on where he stands with the black community like honestly one of my fate not favorite but one of like the videos I would always go back to like once a year is when he goes to TMZ and he's ranting and that one guy like reads him to the ground and it's like talking about how he picks and chooses when he wants to quote unquote be black or um, have that be a part of his story um, when it's profitable and I completely agree. And I feel like since then, like, his supporters have been kind of almost going up and down, well, the black ones at least. Mm-hmm. And it's just been so interesting that I find that when those types of things happen, it's almost like, well, that's like black on black stuff. Like, mm-hmm. we're not involved. Like, we're, he's still going to be with Balenciaga, which, LOL, that didn't go well for Balenciaga either because they nope. didn't last. But, um He's still going to, like, have his partnerships, and Anna Winter is going to be at his beck and call every two minutes and um, go with him to Paris and them shop together, go to dinner and have their meetings, blah, blah, blah. Especially with fashion, too. I think that fashion is very political, and people act like it's not. And um, it just kind of showed what fashion prioritized. Like, um I don't know, just as a person that I guess is aiming to work even more in the fashion industry, it does show that the White Lives Matter thing, what's the difference between that and the Trump hat? Like, to me, it has the same symbolism, um, him wearing it as a black man. and that's even worse. Right. White Lives Matter is worse, but I feel like they both are on the same wave of that he doesn't stand with the black community in a way. Um, and just the comments he made when he was wearing the Trump hat, like slavery wasn't real, blah, blah, blah. Um, it was a choice, it's a choice. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just think that it's, well, nothing surprising, obviously, but yeah, he should have been gone in 2017 when everyone was mad in the first place. So I feel like you can't have it both ways. You can't be a fashion genius and then go back and forth. Like, I don't know. He should have been gone in the first place if you had to wait this long. It should have been when he did the White Lives Matter shirt. And then he would have never had the platform to say the anti-Semitic make those comments. And then I also think, too, it does make me look sideways at the Kardashians. Because 
Um, I know that obviously Kim might have like posted something about it, or all of them did in their stories. Mm-hmm. But I feel like eh, I, I so I, so e- But it's so easy to repost an infographic. Right, like, I saying. just can't take like, infographics. Right. I feel like she didn't directly want to say something necessarily, but oh well, who cares? I feel like um, at the end of the day, they were perfectly fine being like Kim was perfectly fine being with him when he was saying bad stuff about black women in the first place. And I don't cut them any slack either. Yeah, that's how I feel too. I just think overall, it's just pretty clear. He should never been invited on on the one podcast. Never should have been invited on Chris Cuomo's show afterwards. Like he was doing a whole media tour. He was on the Alo. He was on the Alo Yoga podcast. Like how's he getting? Like who's inviting him? Now I think now he needs to recognize that he's kind of like a pawn. Like he's used for views and entertainment. That's why, like, yeah. I mean, not entertainment, but I mean, yeah, it to is, me, it like, is. people tune in to see what he's going to say, and obviously they're upset about it because no, he's saying he's ridiculous things. But we, people are giving him the platform to do so, right. so they're going to shut it down altogether. That's yeah, that's just my take. That's kind of what I meant by you can't have it both ways. Like you, people clearly want clicks and engagement, but they want to have a neutral or good progressive political stance, and it's just not like come on, exactly. pick one. And last Kanye comment, sometimes, like, when I was listening to his songs, like, I do like some of his music, but sometimes I'm like, he doesn't even sound good. Like, genuinely, he does not. Mm, Disagree. I'm sorry. Like, I've been Kanye fan since I was, like, little. Well, I'm saying vocally, he did not sound good. Well, he's not a singer. I know he's a rapper, but as soon as it sounds good, whatever. Well, disagree with that. I'm sorry. The music cannot be debated. But it's just unfortunate. Moving on to a lighter area of discussion, um, what were some things about this year that surprised you, that uh, made you happy, etc.? Something that's made me happy about this year is just seeing everyone's reactions to the podcast. Like, even though we might not have a large following, it's been really nice to hear other people's support and just that our conversations have resonated with people in some sort of ways. And it's really great just reading all the text messages about it or like people even have left reviews on Apple. So really appreciate all of that. And I'm excited to see where this year takes us. Um, I agree. I would say that um, one highlight of this year in particular has been the podcast, but also personally, I like that the audience feels more intimate, small. I feel like I kind of even see on the Instagram just who's engaging with what and who actually genuinely wants to hear what we have to say, which is very flattering in a way because sometimes I feel like I talk to the air. So it's great that people actually listen and care. So I just want to thank everyone who's listening because, you know, I feel like the bigger the audience, the more noise this is. And I feel like I really want to cherish this time, um, putting it out there that I hope I have like we have like a huge audience, but I like how small and what a good community we have. I feel like we built a pretty good base and I'm grateful for that. Um, one thing that was a highlight, honestly, was just, I'm not going to say expose, but expose the whole egg donor thing um, and our origin story of how we came to be on this earth, because that honestly was something we held on to since we were 19. And it's nice to just live your life freely and not think about who knows what and what you can say and yeah I'm just happy we did it I think it was a really 
cool thing for us to do. Um, and it's a relatable story. And at the end of the day, to be honest, it's really not that deep. It's nice to normalize things. So, yeah. I agree. I wish I could come up with something a little more unique. But honestly, if we're talking about highlights of the year, that is my highlight, too. I think the podcast has been such a great platform to just speak about things, share my thoughts to different people, and connect with others. I do really appreciate the audience we do have. Like, I love when people text me saying, when's the next episode coming out? Or love this episode. And how intimate and close-knit our third-party family feels is really fun recordings. Living with my sisters and just having these discussions, the planning for the episodes. So it's definitely been the highlight. And I'm just excited to grow and do more things with third parties. So. Exactly. Yeah. So thank you to everyone for listening, too. Are there any other highlights, like personal stories you have? Graduating from college, I don't know if that necessarily. Yeah, it, it was a fun, it was a really fun time. It was fun yeah, time. I was so pleasantly I surprised that. by how good second yeah. semester was of college. I think, I mean, I have put out the door years ago, but it was really really fun. I think it was a great time. People were, like I said, I think previously, like all kumbaya, really happy, like spend mm-hmm. time with each other and. That ended up being a really enjoyable time. Like, we went to Beach Week, which I was apprehensive about because I've had terrible school trip experiences, Gulf Shore, other places, Vegas, could have skipped out on, but I was glad this one worked out. So, at least the first half of the year was really fun and a great time leading up to graduation. Yeah. My thing was, even if the kumbaya thing was fake, <laughs> yeah. at least I, I felt, at least I felt happy when everyone was performing. I agree. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And this summer was also really fun just because we traveled a lot, went to a different a lot of different places. I um we went to Austin to visit one of our best friends who just moved there. So I thought that was fun. Never been to Texas before. And I actually liked Austin. I mean we've been to Texas but for a oh, right. layover. Like five seconds. So yeah. It, it was, was nice, nice exploring to Texas. Not be in an airport. Um I would say I mean, I feel like I think I'll talk about this in a later episode, but um, I was happy that um, I feel like I found myself a little bit more when it came to designing clothes. Um, I honestly hated um, sewing and just did not like anything about what I was doing or my career path um, last year. So it was nice to have the opportunity where I just shut everything down, shut down the website, didn't sell any clothes, and could just focus on what I actually wanted to make and have people be really nice about it. So I feel like that's a decent way to end the year. So something that we wanted to start doing in 2023 was um, asking you all questions if you had anything that you were seeking advice on, like any sort of topics you wanted us to discuss. And yeah, so just again to one of the questions that someone proposed to us was, how do you make friends being in a city that you currently live in? I guess so. You've lived here your whole life Mm -hmm. and now you're trying to branch out and make friends in a place that might seem just very, very familiar. Which I feel like is really common for people our age, considering we just graduated college. A lot of people are going back to their hometowns and like, at least if I was back in Cleveland, I would want to branch out. So, yeah, I understand. I think when it comes to making friends, 
Um, especially being back home, I feel like a lot of people feel stifled kind of in their own routine. So I think switching up what you do on a day-to-day basis. Honestly, I think there's nothing wrong or nothing embarrassing by purposefully going out to seek new people. I think a lot of people think that that's like try hard and desperate, but you should try hard to have new great people in your life. Um, I think nothing's wrong with seeking people. So even like signing up for classes where you just do things alone. Um, I feel like a lot of people have similar mentalities and think about all the postgrad kids that are in your same exact position that are feeling the same way. They're going to do similar stuff like a yoga class or, um, those, um, class membership sign up things that are like super cheap in the beginning and you know a lot of postgrad people that's probably more in everyone's budget that they can afford like think about what postgrad kids would do and then show up to those places i think is a good idea switch up the routine i kind of think being a new in your home city can come with some advantages but now you kind of know the places you you're more familiar so you might have more insight on the spots to go to uh things to do I know it can be definitely difficult not to revert to the same people you've known your whole life. If you're really trying to branch out, it's nice to kind of have the community, though, like the home base and familiarity. But I agree, just pushing yourself to do different activities and not be afraid just to reach out to people, whether it's like a mutual friend of a friend, someone who went to a neighboring high school who you kind of know, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with if you did a sport with someone from years ago, like reconnecting through the DMs or anything, like, and here's the time to take risks and if someone doesn't appreciate it that's that's perfectly yeah. fine we move on right and yeah don't be afraid to use social media um if someone posts something on their story that you're like oh that looks fun or what are they up to don't be afraid to swipe up i've i've done that with people in new york and it's it worse. works like yeah it works every time built friendships off of that so don't be afraid to do that and if you were on the receiving side i would be so happy if someone sent me a dm asking to hang out also, nothing is wrong with texting first. I oh, think yeah, people right. take, you really have to take the ego out of meeting new people. Nothing is wrong with texting first. So, yeah, that's our advice. Yeah. Thanks for sending in your question. Yeah, keep them coming. We'll have an advice portion on our website if you want to ask. I think it's so nice to kind of get three opinions and three pieces of advice in one. So, we'd love I to help you out. I would love to solve relationship crisis. So, please send your questions and i don't know maybe one day we'll do it andy cohen watch what happens lifestyle where you call in or zoom us that could be so fun to end the segment we'll bring the wine it'll just be a great time thank you so much for joining us guys we really appreciate it we're gonna have a great year we can't wait to see where we end up and hopefully we do follow the new year's cliche where we're completely new people by the end of the year so thank you for joining us with the people we currently are yeah bye guys have a great 2023